Have you ever in your entire life seen anything so beautiful? I'm sorry, I don't know anything about stamps. Live, and if I can give you a word of advice, be careful around Chichi Jima. This is the award-winning stamp show here today, episode number 213. Brought to you by the Southern Nevada Philatelic Research Center. This is Tom. This is Scott. This is Cash. This is Mark. And this is Dawn. Today we are discussing grading because there is a new Zeppelin discovery. And not to be too rude, but we will be talking about small holes. What do you mean by that? Uh-oh. The black hole they found. Oh, yeah. No, that's big holes. Are you sure? Yeah, that's like the size. They said that's the size of like 100 of our suns. So we're talking about the opposite of that. Ah. Thank you. Can you close your window? I, yeah, I'm hearing birds. Or pop the bird with a yeah. gun, one of the two. <laughs> Kill the bird or close the window. <laughs> it's very cute. We could leave it if you want. <laughs> it's not that cute. No, 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 go ahead, leave it there, and our, no, I'm closing it, no, because it gets scary, I mean, all those (laughs) ravens that end up in the front lawn, it looks like a scene from a Hitchcock movie, (laughs) kid you not, well, you know, we have guest speakers, yeah, but that doesn't sound like a raven, well, they may be next, okay, I'm, I'm good with this, all right, it was annoying me too, (laughs) shut up, Meanwhile, back at the podcast, the newsletter 100J. Shout out to Ray Lieberman, and if you don't subscribe to 100J, you should. Email a request at ray at 100J. Oh my God, you hate me, don't you? Well, um, the, see, no, Ray does. It's his email address. Email a request at ray at 100J dash grading dash newsletter.com and Ray you need a better email anyways 100J has a write up this month in the section called what's out there and this issue's topic was inspired by Scott 496A the small holes variety of one of the 1918 through 22 perf 10 vertical coil stamps the 5 cent blue Washington head coil Some time ago, Ray was reviewing the Scott Specialized Catalog of the United States Stamps and Covers and discovered that he owned a pair of the small holes version of the 5-cent coil, Scott 496A. So if the 496 coil existed in a small holes variety, why couldn't other stamps in that series of coils also exist in a small holes variety? So Scott, what is your opinion as the expert in residence of small holes? Uh, My opinion is it's possible. Um, it's not really that probable, but it's possible. The small holes variety was created when the inline perforator malfunctioned and they had to process coils on a separate perforator. And so it was a small run. It was very uh, limited. 
And so it would have only been limited probably to a few days while they fixed the main inline perforator. Therefore, if a breakdown occurred when another one of those issues was on the press, then yes, it, they could exist. And they possibly do. I've seen a couple where they're definitely, they definitely are, in my opinion. Um, I'm, I'm positive that the four cent and maybe one of the two cent types exist uh, with small holes, but uh, that's why it has a, a minor letter listing, whereas uh, items like the uh, Liberty Series and the Prexy Series do not. Well, Ray actually sent us a four cent small hole that we certified here at PSE. So, like I said, I know the four four cent exists. Yeah. <laughs> so, so we know the four and the five. Uh, have you seen the two or? I've I've seen. I I think it's it was a type three two. Oh okay. So we're still looking out there. There's discoveries to be made. But they're very uncommon, yeah. and you have to be very very uh, discriminating because the holes on the the regular holes did vary somewhat. And uh, almost isn't quite good enough. Yeah. They really, really have to be small. So what is the diameter of a small hole? Uh, it's generally accepted that it would be nine-tenths of a millimeter in diameter as opposed to the normal one millimeter. But as the pins wore, the one millimeter pins, um, the, the holes kind of look a little smallish, with the extra paper there, but really they're not. And you have to be very, very um, discriminating to get to that small hole variety. So and you may have a perf hole that is that may measure 0.9 millimeters, but if it's like really, if it's not cleanly cut, it could be from a worn exactly. regular perf, hole, perf exactly. pin. And again, these are all perf 10, so there is, when you look at it, more paper than there is hole, whereas the other ones, it looks kind of even where paper and hole are about equal. But that, that's, where the, that's where measuring the hole comes in. And, right. And, uh, you know, a tenth of a millimeter is hard to discern. Even when you have a good measuring device, it can be um, a judgment call sometimes. And the, the small holes variety has to be more than just a ju judgment call. It has to be really, really evident. Yeah. Is it also possible that you could have uh, some of the perfs small hole and the rest regular size? Well, that would be the large hole variety. Yeah. Or the normal hole variety, I should say. That just means you have some weird funky holes there. Right. Okay. And now, let's just, let's tell people about the value. I mean, what we're actually discussing here is significant. Yeah. Yeah, it, it's around uh, 10 times value. Yeah. 8 to 10 times value generally. So a $13 stamp is worth like 130 bucks or more, yes. Or more. And of course, the 4 center because, you know, we well, have because seen... it's not catalog listed. Right. Um, first of all, you're not going to have a ton of people chasing after it, and second of all, if you do find one, it's not easy to get one certified. Yeah, well, uh, it's going to be listed in the 2020 Scott catalog, uh, the Forest Center, but it's just going to have a dash because nobody knows yet, you know, how many are out there. Right, and and so there's not a lot of uh, commercial data to establish a price point for the catalog either. Yeah. 
So everybody should be out there checking your uh, 495s and 496s. Uh, see if you have one where you can see clean holes that are smaller than what you would expect or definitely smaller than the paper. Now, anybody who's interested in this subject, I would recommend um, reading any available literature that they can find on uh, the production of coils in that particular era and uh, making sure that they understand how the stamps were manufactured and perforated um, so that they can understand why these varieties exist. And that should help them understand how to go about finding them. Yeah, because... Again, this is this is a profitable thing. This is the very beginning of the search. So people who can go through and go through dealer stocks. Imagine and, if you were the first one to find a Scott number 613 and try to get it listed in the catalog. Yeah, yeah. You know, and then all of a sudden the search is on. Yep. And for those of you who don't know 613 off the top of their head, that's the uh, Harding Memorial stamp that was perforated by the rotary press and then perforated on the flat press when the perforators broke. So yeah, there are finds to be made uh, and you're hearing one here. Ray also showed a 100J of the month. Ray starts each issue with an example and each example presented has some special significance associated with it. Danny M found a C18 baby zip on eBay and paid $23 for it. The primary reason it was priced so low was that it was hinged. When sent to PSC, it received a grade of 100J, original gum, previously hinged, on January 24, 2019. That makes one hinged and one never hinged. The never hinged one was sold in 2018 for $5,015 by Siegel. So what's a hinged one worth? Whatever you can get for it. Yeah, yeah, I mean, the harsh part is is that it's going to be worth significantly less. Well, yeah, I agree with that. And I don't agree with the logic on that, but I agree with that, oh, no, I, that I agree. in today's market it is. Uh, and it would be, and it'll probably sell undervalued in my opinion. Yeah. Well, it when people want the perfect stamp or the highest quality stamp, you know, a 100J is the best centering you can get. But from a quality standpoint, then you're sitting there saying, yeah, but it's hinged. It's not the way it was issued. And so uh, he, uh, Ray went into the grading prices in the SMQ, and he saw that uh, a never hinged 50-cent Zep uh, has a 500 to $750 price in uh, 98 or 98J whereas a uh, hinged one has a $125 to $165 price. So that's four times. So if, uh, you, you, if you figure that a never hinged stamp is worth four times what a hinged stamp is, it means this stamp is worth about 1000 bucks. However, it's a jumbo. He only paid $23 for it. Well, yeah. And, <laughs> and I would estimate in today's market uh, at auction – if it brings 850 hammer, that would probably be fairly close to what it's worth. Yeah. Um, in my opinion, that is undervalued and should be worth probably two to three times that. But 
I mean, the market today does not support um, high prices for high-grade, lightly hinged stamps. I will bet you money that it, I, I suspect that this stamp is like a $1,000 stamp. Yeah. I'll bet you if it was used, it would be two to $3,000. Oh, absolutely. Without a doubt. Yeah. Hinging, and why is that? Yeah. You know, why is that? Used but, is more in demand than mint hinged. Yes. Yeah. Very interesting. Why is it that a stamp is punished so hard for being collected the proper way they were collected at that time? I totally agree with you. And I don't know, and I've been known to buy lightly hinged, high graded stamps occasionally. I mean, still to turn twenty three bucks into potentially a thousand is oh, a, yeah. an okay day. <laughs> yeah, that's a good I mean, day. not, but it just seems <laughs> silly that that's the way stamps were collected. Well, look at German stamps. Germany went. I'd rather not. <laughs> Germany went crazy over never hinged, where a never hinged stamp is ten times, sometimes more than ten times the value of a hinge stamp. And we're talking, you know, very lightly hinged stuff. We're not talking about, you know, I disturbed, mean, we're, ugly. We're gum. bad. We're not quite that bad. You know, yeah. in our in our classic era, we're we're still three to five times, depending on what realm of the classic era i mean if you're in the late 19th century you're talking probably three times the value mm -hmm. difference if you're talking you know 30 years earlier than that you might be talking five or eight times well i i do know that there is a single u.s number one mint never hinged there might, I mean, there might be more out there, but they, they haven't been certified or anything like that. But there, there was one certified, and it's a unique, unique item, and I think it sold for twenty thousand dollars or something like that. Some really huge price. Yeah, but that's still not more than five or six times. Well, yeah, I think catalog you, value for a hinged example. Yeah. So uh, we haven't gone as nuts as the as the Germans have for never hinged versus lightly hinged but i mean it's it's still the condition of the gum matters yeah yeah it always has probably always will you know what we need are more collectors and you know then you'll start to see the hinged prices well, well Mark, strengthen a little bit you sell mint uh at your table at the shows as a percentage what Ignore price, okay? Because obviously, never hinged is more expensive than hinged. From a percentage standpoint, do you sell more hinged stamps or never hinged stamps? I would say uh, I'd sell more hinged stamps. Yeah. Because I, the people that come to shows, they're looking for, you know, filling a space at a bargain. And, uh, you know, they're okay with, uh, you know, with lightly hinged. Yeah, I think it's uh, not a function of. De lack of demand. I think there is demand for hinge stamps. Sure. Well, you know, I, I think e even into the early 20th century, I'd rather have a very well-centered, attractive example of a stamp that's lightly hinged rather than a uh, crappy, perfs almost touching one side, never hinge stamp. Oh, I, I agree. And that was the funny thing in Germany is you would have poorly centered stamps but because they're never hinged, they go for remarkable prices. 
and they it started about five years ago they started being much more conscious of centering about five years ago and so now those the never hinge premium is still huge but now you can't get away with having just a poorly centered stamp never hinged and getting a good price for it now they want both however the centering is not nearly as important in germany as the uh, gum condition is i have something that's kind of off the subject so uh i was reading this in lynn stamp news uh, there's a lawsuit against the post office and they're being sued because we went to 55 cents and one of the reasons why we went to 55 cents is that the post office is uh, basically making the claim that they don't want to deal with pennies and that all this and all future denominations are going to be divisible by five cents. So the next rise in the postal rate will be from 55 cents to 60 cents. And then after that, 65, 70, et cetera. And they're being sued because they say, no, 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 you have to recognize the pennies. So, you know, if it was 55 cents and you should have done 54, we want to mess with the pennies. And I thought that was really interesting because uh, there are a lot of things on the Internet and everything uh, for getting rid of pennies. And personally, I hate pennies. I mean, I leave them on the counter for the next person. But most stamps nowadays are sold in booklet panes, usually of around 20. So the pennies would round off to a five cent denomination or 10 cent denomination anyway. And that's one of the points he brought up. So it's almost impossible to go somewhere and buy a single stamp over the counter. They don't sell them that way. I agree. But I think it's an interesting thing. You know, maybe the guy has too much. And his name is... Of course uh, he has too much time on his hands. Douglas F. Carlson. So he paid 500 bucks and filed in district court. But now the uh, post office has to talk about rounding off to nickels they're going after disneyland's model oh is that what they did i think so i mean if they're going oh we don't want to deal with pennies we're just going to go you know five cents at a time so oh i deal uh i eat that's the right disney i mean disney's is probably tens of dollars at a time but they seem to raise their ticket prices now every year by tens of dollars each time well yeah you walk into sometimes more than once you walk into some of the vending areas and they're you know, everything is priced rounded to the dollar. When uh, I eat at Del Taco, I love Del Taco. And they should be our sponsor. Hey, Del Taco, yeah. give us money. Um, anyway, they will give you change rounded up to the nearest nickel. So they don't deal with pennies. Now they'll take your pennies and everything, but when they give it back, they round it off so they don't have to deal with pennies. Funny thing about this because uh this was kind of old history because i haven't been there for like 20 years but when i was in egypt they wouldn't give you your change like that and we were foreigners and we didn't understand so we'd say what about our change and instead of giving you like two cents change they'd give you a piece of candy (laughs) and we thought hey that's a good way around it i'd rather have a piece of candy anyway (laughs) So, yeah, but popular the guys, with the kids. Yeah. yeah, the guy makes a a good point in that this is the largest jump in history in postage. Yeah. 
Not percentage wise, it's yeah. not. Not percentage wise, but but in in you know in uh, in cash wise. Yeah. So it's a pretty uh, significant jump percentage wise. Yeah. What's yeah. what was higher than that? When they went from eight to ten. Oh no! When it went from three to four. Well, yeah, <laughs> that's a twenty-five. That's a thirty-three percent increase. Yeah, yeah. But prior right, to that, enough, it was fair the, enough. Yeah, <laughs> in modern times. Yeah. <laughs> but prior to that, it was the twenty-nine cent to thirty-two cent jump. I mean, eight to ten was only in the early seventies. And actually, Kaja's corrections. Actually, the largest would have been two to three cents. That would have yeah. been a fifty percent jump. Yeah. Yeah, and then you they said went there would be no math. And, and then there would be. <laughs> You know, you went from 10 to 13 in around 1975. Stamp increases between 15 and 30% are not historically not unusual. Well, at that rate, pretty soon there'll be more than FedEx. Yeah. So a second thing out of uh, Lynn Stamp News that I pulled out was, uh, and I I like Henry Gettner. He publishes the um, Stamp Market Tips. And this month he had uh, the 1956 one dollar postage due stamp. Right. He uh, he makes the point that the uh, that the stamp the J87 is uh, is kind of scarce in every hinge condition, and he's right, um, which is kind of shocking. You know, you think uh, a stamp from the 1950s would be easy to find and never hinged, but um, but it's tough. Well, it's not a collector stamp. Mm-hmm. You know, it's a postage due. And it also um, was a high value. So, you know, how many people wanted to purchase it? Now, later on, they, they were kind of demonetized, but they still are difficult to find because who gets them? How did you get them? And would you pay a dollar for them? So uh, it is a fairly uncommon stamp and getting it in high condition being a scarce stamp i think he's spot on here for uh picking this stamp is one that uh, people should be looking for they can't I've, see shrugs go I've, ahead and i've got bunches of them it's just, just mid- uh, the, the used ones are hard uh easy to find well yeah because right. they used to cancel sheets to pay right. for like readers digest and right. stuff. and you get never hinged examples that are used they have yeah. cancels on them but yeah n- never hinged um I probably have half a dozen, but they're, you know, they're definitely, the centering isn't always choice. Well, that's what he's saying is, you know, finding them in nice condition. Well, he says very fine or better. Yeah. You know, and it's not hard to find a very fine stamp in that issue. It's hard to find an extra fine stamp, mm. but it's not hard to find a very fine stamp. I guess most dealers just don't carry them. Probably just because they're their scarcity. I would think. I would think more. Uh, they most of the stock is probably either lying in uh, some dealer's file cabinet somewhere because they just don't get asked for it. It shows. Well, I mean, also, it's a dollar stamp. Yeah. I mean, in in 1956, that was a fair chunk of change. Even today, you know, people don't stock up with sheets of dollar stamps i shouldn't say that sometimes they do but uh you know it's tough and i think popularity has something to do with it because i'm finding the postage dues just aren't quite as popular as some of the other back of the book stamps yeah 
Well, I, I think another thing is the fact that a lot of the poster shoes, they're very, they all have the same look and they're very similar and it's difficult to get excited about that. I mean, that's right. one of the reasons why I collect stamps instead of coins. Because to me, the coins all look the same except the date's different. Yeah. And it doesn't excite me. Yeah. So I can see why postage dues are not supremely popular. Right. It's just a number. Right. Okay, so Don, you want to start with new issues now? Sure. We can start with new issues now. We have a new issue. George H.W. Bush, the 41st president, died last year on November 30th at the age of 94. He was elected president on November 8th, 1988, sworn in on January 20th, 1989, and served until January 20th, 1993. The stamp art is a portrait of Bush painted by award-winning artist Michael J. Dees. It is based on a 1997 photograph taken by Timothy Greenfield Sanders, USPS said in a press release. Interesting story about President Bush. When the United States entered World War II, he enlisted in the U.S. Navy Reserve, and at age 18, he became the youngest pilot in the United States Navy. During the war, he was shot down in combat over the Pacific and earned the Distinguished Flying Cross. He was shot down attacking the Chichijima Radio Tower, which was the prelude to the attack on Iwo Jima. He bailed out and swam to a raft. A submarine rescued him, but all the other pilots that were captured were executed. If he had swam to the island instead of out to sea, he would not have survived. So what do you think of the stamp? I actually think it's a nice-looking stamp. I have a criticism in that it doesn't look like him. Oh, I think it does. Now, it definitely doesn't look like him when he died it looked like looks like him more like when he was elected uh, and no it doesn't no, 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 it no. doesn't say this is my criticism if you didn't recognize him yeah. you wouldn't know what he did yeah and there's nowhere on the stamp that says he was the president of the united states that is a big one that is a big one the possession us possession of palau put out a stamp for george bush and it's a $5 stamp it's horribly printed. It looks really cheap and cheesy, but that's what I like picture him as. And then Liberia also put out a stamp that looks like him. It has that sort of George Bush look. In my opinion, the, and it's based off a painting of a photograph and it's just not when he was president, what he looked like. You know what I think the problem is? Is that he's not smiling because George Bush has this crooked smile. It, that would help, yeah. That and, would help, yeah. And it's not uh, present in the in the in the painting. Yeah, he's known for that crooked smile, and he's not smiling. That that is a that's yeah. You are correct. I mean, if if you had chopped if you chopped the name off the top, it says over the top George H W Bush. If you remove that or whited it out or something and said, who is this? I'll bet you nine out of ten people who know what George Bush looks like wouldn't recognize it. If you had a 2040 date on that stamp and you put across the top 
Brian Cranston. Yeah, <laughs> Breaking Bad. Yeah, <laughs> that's what it looks like. Yes. Um, great stamp. I think you could do better by putting the word president on it, like President George H.W. Bush. As a matter of fact, Liberia did it. Yeah. The, the, um, what was the last stamp that they put out for a president? That would be Reagan. Okay. Cause I'm looking right here at the Nixon stamp. The Nixon stamp doesn't say president on it. I'm sure the Reagan stamp doesn't either, but it should. Yeah, you're right. The Reagan stamp doesn't have it on. They don't put president on the stamps. Well, they don't put anything on any stamp. That's the problem. Yeah. Cary Grant, they don't the, have anything. The presidential on. series doesn't have president on the stamp. Yeah. I just noticed that. I'm, I'm going through looking at these, and uh, they don't put down that they're the president. So for foreign collectors, they just go, oh, here's some dude. Exactly. Eh. Kind of like when I look at, uh, I don't know, pick a country. Yeah. <laughs> pick a country. <laughs> you're oh, just, you're just fa- supposed to know. They should put famous sayings like, no new taxes. Yeah, <laughs> there you go. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that, that would. Uh, no well, that'll, do, that'll really get That's those right. uh, Argentine stamp collectors going. <laughs> yeah. They'll know exactly who that was. On Obama's stamp, when yeah. the time comes, it'll say, you get to keep your doctor. <laughs> oh, it'll just say hope and change. Uh, okay. Hope you don't have to change your doctor. <laughs> well, Tom needs to get out of here, so why don't we go ahead and wrap this up? Thank you for joining us, everyone. This was Stamp Show here today, episode number 213. This was Tom. This is Scott. This is Cash. This is Mark. And this is Don. Support your podcast by joining the Stamp Show Here Today podcast as a member. We are an APS member club. The cost is $10 and you can mail a check to P.O. Box 539-309, Henderson, Nevada, 89053-9309. You have two new voice messages and one saved message. New message. You have been listening to award-winning stamp show here today, brought to you by the Southern Nevada Philatelic Research Center. Produced and edited by Cash Braces, with engineering and recording by Tom Schilling. Script and research by Scott Murphy and Mark Leon, and I'm your host, Don Goss. Please subscribe to us on iTunes or Podbean, and follow us on Facebook. Visit us at stampshowheretoday.com, and thank you for listening. To replay this message, press 1. To delete... Press 7. To save, press 9. From message saved. There are no more messages. Stamp show here today. Stamp show here today. Stamp collecting happens when we dream together.